0: Happy Tuesday.
1: Hi, guys. It's the 4th of December. We're in Hanukkah, and it is a glorious season, is it not?
0: It is, yes.
1: We love the time we get to just remember that our God is so loving and takes such good care of us. Mm-hmm. And even when it's it's supernatural, He doesn't hold back. So what a wonderful time to celebrate through the Festival of Lights that our God is good and our God takes care of His people.
0: Yes, we uh, Hanukkah began at sundown on Sunday, and we're very, very anticipating tonight at Together, because we get to celebrate in our community here, and it's lots of little surprises and just a lot of excitement, so.
1: We like surprises, don't we? Yes. Don't we? Um, Good surprises? Mostly. Like when they're... If you
0: don't know, a surprise is coming Surprises are great, but if someone tells you they're surprised, there's a surprise, that can be... Not the same. Not the same, because then, yeah, it's better if the surprise is unknown, and it's truly a surprise if someone tells you, then...
1: I am so looking forward <laughs> to tonight, you know, because it's, it's, it's full of good surprises, and I just can't wait. You know, we're going to see Papa's going to do amazing things. And we're going to get to love each other. And that's really awesome.
0: It is. I
1: like it when that happens. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Papa this morning, very early. When Papa's been calling me these last few days, it hasn't been at 4, good old 4 a.m. It's been like at 2.45 and 2.50 and 3.07. And goodness gracious me, Lord. But anyway, so we had this marvelous time this morning. It really was good. And um, Papa said, wrap it up. And, um, and I knew that he was talking about the things that he's been saying over these last few months related to communion and related to Shabbat and the Shabbat candles and the aerial view and that all of these things are a, um, have a thread that he wants to highlight. But I also really was able to place this in the context of we're in a season of giving. Yeah. And um, and here in our Gregorian calendar, this is December, and December is a month of giving. Hanukkah is a week of giving, and then we get to celebrate the Immaculate Conception of our King, who we love so much, and um, that is a season of giving. So it, it's, it's interesting, because when, when Papa said that, I realized that we not only do we um take all the pieces and bring them together which is wrapping it up, but we also wrap gifts and we wrap gifts so that they will be unwrapped. And um I was pretty um blown away by that because it's like wow. So we're we're going to wrap this gift, but we're not wrapping it to hide it. We're not wrapping it to um to take it away, but we're wrapping it we're wrapping it so that when we give it to someone it's for them and for them only, and it's a surprise and all of these different cool things. So, But the whole point is is for the person who receives it to unwrap it. Mm-hmm. And so so t- today, I feel like Papa is saying, for this week, we're going to wrap up these threads, not just so that they're in a nice pile and a nice bundle for us, but so that they can be unwrapped. And so what Papa's been saying is... Is, is that we are becoming the bride. We are becoming the completion of Jesus. And that we are remembering through the Shabbat candles. We're remembering who we were, just like Jesus did when he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Jesus remembered things. And he said, I I saw that. Like, he actually remembered seeing it. So So when he remembered that he actually remembered something that happened outside of time and something that that wasn't a memory from his soul on earth but from his spirit in heaven and so we are doing the same thing we're remembering who we are who God has said we are in this world today and and the things that are in heavenly places the thing the things that occur where we're seated in heavenly places and so we're remembering those things, we're reconciling to those things, and then we're professing that in the Shabbat candles with, uh, with the, two, the two things that we light, the two candles that we light, to remember and to reconcile. And then in communion, when we take communion and we receive the, the body of Jesus and we become a part of the body of Christ, when we drink the blood of jesus and we receive his soul we receive his his mind his memories his his will the way he would choose his emotions how his emotions would process through papa we become more and more like him and then we step into our aerial view that's when we start seeing things from that mindset of maturity we start to launch like an airplane or even a rocket ship and we go to that high um, place where we 're able to see the earth through heaven 's eyes, and all of these things fit together. this is a journey that is a gift that that papa wants to give to us in this season of giving and uh, when we unwrap this gift what we 're going to find is what God is saying to us about us and the end of the story is is we 're becoming like jesus and that 's the simple answer we 're all becoming like jesus but What's, what's the, the deeper and the, the, the richness to that is that there's a journey mm-hmm. of identifying what God says about us individually so that we see how do we fit into this picture? How do we make the bride complete, each of us? And how is the bride not the same unless we become who we were created to be? Mm-hmm. So our gift from Papa that, that we just wrapped up, we now have in our hands And It's ours to unwrap. It's ours to reveal. It's ours to walk the journey of daily bread. That's this week, but it's also this year. Maybe this whole year coming up, we're going to discover in daily bread portions who we are, remembering what God's already said, remembering what's happening in heaven, being reconciled to that, receiving the the communion elements, but also communing with Jesus and becoming one with him and then maturing to that place where we can see all that he has said, all that he is doing on the earth, but through his eyes so that we're not, we're not being overwhelmed by a tsunami, but we're surfing it. We're on top of it and we're watching it and we see the context of it and we're able to be the royal priest's with authority, with power and with truth to do something about what we see, to celebrate and enforce the covenants and to um, to dismantle the power structure of condition so that the world gets access to free will. Our menu is complete and people are free to choose the things that they see on the menu, love or not love. And so this is our season and I'm very, very excited about that.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the amazing things about unwrapping gifts is the truth of unwrapping it is when we begin to live in it, when we begin to wear it or, you know, whatever that gift may be, but Mm -hmm. wear it, just display it, just carry it with us. And I was thinking of, of somebody that I got to give a gift to and that, you know, a few weeks later they came and they just told me everything that meant to them, like down to the color and all the things that papa had said about it and like they and then I see them wearing it a lot and it's like ah you know it's such a picture when he gives something to us we don't you know tuck it away somewhere it's precious but it's so precious that it needs to be carried and come to fullness so that unwrapping is an amazing invitation he has for us and I think just with the the candles, just as you were talking about the Shabbat candles, um, we love Hanukkah. My favorite part of each day is lighting the candles, and I even you know you're really supposed to just put each new candle in the holder for that day. But I love having all the candles in our menorah um, because it's just there's just such a picture of anticipation in it. <clears throat> And so, and excuse me for any throat clears I have to do, I'm a little, uh, I'm overcoming the weather. I'm not under the weather. I'm overcoming the weather. That's exactly right. (laughs) And uh, so, lighting it, lighting those candles, it just really affects me every year. And you know, there's a story with each candle, and there's a story with the light of each candle, and this year... Um, just for some weeks as we were coming up to Hanukkah, Papa just kept talking to me about isaiah sixty one and the Beatitudes and how the Beatitudes were a completion in many ways of isaiah sixty one where it 's being said what Jesus will do, but then there 's this part left for us, and then Jesus comes and in in matthew he he starts telling. This story, like laying out for us what he left for us, these gifts that he gave us to unwrap with him and for him and and just how we would live it, like how we would display these gifts, and it's just through the beatitudes and so recognizing. I don't know. Some people say there's ten beatitudes. There's nine or ten, but I'm going with nine because mm. it fits the menorah. And so um, that's where I'm at in it. But you know, Matthew five is just an incredible part of our story in the Sermon on the Mount, and the, it's, it begins talking about the beatitudes. And and after he speaks, Jesus speaks of the beatitudes. He says, "I have not come <clears throat> to." abolish the law. I've come to intensify the Torah. I've come to make everything ever said more real to you, so you can live it, so you can carry it, so you can see it's not uh, dead and buried. It's resurrected with me, and um, you can really live this different life. And so when he gave the Beatitudes, he's, he's continuing Isaiah 61. He's He's just pulling that first piece of tape off the wrapping paper, and He just starts unfolding this for us. And so through the Beatitudes, He gave just this promise of power, like what you were talking about, this promise of power to fulfill everything He would ask. Because, you know, I've always loved that about the things He asked the disciples to do. they would never done it before. (laughs) You know, I don't think there was one thing where they're like, oh, yeah. I'm comfortable with that. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) But he gave them everything they needed, and that's that's the beauty of the Beatitudes. So you have these separated ones, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, and they are just trying to enforce the rules. And Jesus just comes, and in this moment, I mean, like, I just, oh, I want to have an aerial view of that. Just see... That moment, he just starts revealing what the love letter was really all about. It was about transformation, it was about our transformation, and then us taking, carrying that gift of transformation and transforming the world. And uh, so, as we've been lighting the candles, um, the Lord has just had us going through the Beatitudes, each of the Beatitudes. So, I just wanted to briefly. share a little about that you know each of the beatitudes begins with blessed are they and then it'll say who they is and blessed you know we think of blessed I'm oh, I'm blessed well I'm I'm doing well you know it's a good day it's a good season it's a good time but the Hebrew word for blessed which um is so, is so chock full of farther and wider than, you know, than our English word would be, because it it doesn't just mean uh, happy or delighted. It actually means completely content, great happiness, prosperity, and abundant goodness. Like, that is the promise as he's laying out this life to live, and he's making it so simplistic. He's you know, he just lays this life out in the most simplistic way for us. This is the promise to be, to have abundant goodness, to be completely content, to have, you know, not happiness in the way we think of it, but bliss, like this, this just other than joy and that kind of thing. Uh, actually, this, in. This word, it means to have the capacity to enjoy communion with God. So again, here's here's a wrap-up. To have, blessed are they, these are the ones that will have the capacity to enjoy communion with God always, like every day, not in heaven, that will be true, but here on earth we can have this communion with Him. And so it begins with, Blessed are they, the poor in spirit for they will have the kingdom of heaven. And I love that this would be the candle. So this is the servant candle, the one from which you light all the other candles. So it's Jesus. And what better description? Because poor in spirit isn't, um, you know, it's not what we think, like destitute or those kind of things. It actually means, poor in spirit means to be totally dependent on God. That is that is it of what Jesus modeled for us is I am going to be completely dependent on Him. And so then the poor in spirit, they open the door of heaven, basically, is what they'll be given the kingdom of heaven. They will actually open the door of heaven. They will receive what He has. And it's just incredible. And then it goes to, Blessed are they who mourn. And in Hebrew, the word for mourn and wait are almost identical. And so, blessed are those who wait. Blessed are they who know He's coming, you know, and He comes every day. They will be comforted, and comforted in this Scripture means to see the face of what or who you long for. And Hanukkah and Advent is just so much about our longing, and I think He's really awakening that um, throughout the world, but to actually be able to see the one who comes, the one you were waiting for to actually see in, in this way that is unique to that situation that you were waiting for. Or uh, the comfort for that thing you grieved that you felt like you lost, but you're waiting because you know he's bringing something more. Um, and then blessed are they, the meek. And meek here means those who claim nothing as their own. Those who do not claim anything as their own. And it says the meek will inherit the earth. And it means those who claim nothing as your own. And also that word in Hebrew means respond. Those who respond. Those who answer when he calls. Everything will be given. Like his heart. Everything that there is all parts of inheritance will be given to them and then blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness and righteousness is simply his will his will his way his plan his purpose and it says that they will be filled or satisfied and that word fulfilled actually it's a picture of a plow then seed being planted, and then harvest. So, like, it's the fullness. It is the culmination of um, what happens when we walk in His will when we don't try to override it with our own. So those who just eat and drink for His will, they will be filled. They'll be satisfied. They'll see everything that was planted come to harvest because it's His seed, not our own. And I just, it's so amazing to think these promises he's putting in here, and I don't know, when you break it down and really look at what these really mean, like I think the Beatitudes at times um, can seem kind of (coughs) lofty, because we don't have the definition, we don't fully understand, but it is like the most simplistic definition of how to live for him, and then Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And so that translates to forgiveness. I mean, just the core of who we are. Blessed are they who forgive. They'll be forgiven. But also that word for mercy is rahim, which is womb. And it means they who walk this way will be carried. They'll be cared for. They'll be carried to fullness. There will be nothing missing, nothing left out. And then the pure in heart is just simply those without an agenda. Just when we come to him and we're like, what's on your heart? What do you see here? Would you share that with me? I want to just be so aligned with you that we're not separated. And it says they will see God. But an amazing thing about it it says they will see more of God because it says they they will be children of God, which means day by day daily bread by daily bread, they will see more of him. And then um, sorry that was they will see God. The peacemakers will be the children <laughs> of God. And then um, and then it just goes on to those who are persecuted, which just basically means because you follow me, the kingdom will be yours. like nothing will be held. Be withheld from you if you just follow, and that's a word he's been speaking to me a lot. just follow and and how faithfully he walked that out he just he followed God's heart every place, and that's all he really invited any of the disciples, anyone to do follow me. He said that so many times, and he knew <clears throat> he knew what that looked like for him when he did what God wanted. it wasn't always the most popular thing but it was the most powerful thing. And he's inviting us to that um, same kind of power. And then it it goes on to say, blessed are they who are insulted and um, have things that aren't true, said about them, great will be their reward. And the way he's always translated this to me is, live in a way where someone would have to lie about you to say something negative, they would it would actually have to be a lie, and no lie can stand. And, uh, and then it goes on, Matthew 5, to talk about being salt in the world, salt among the people, and to light up the world. And salt is just a picture of covenant. And if you put salt on a wick, and this would probably be more on an oil lamp than a candle. I haven't tried it, but, (laughs) but it actually makes the flame brighter. And so when we walk in covenant, we light the world in a greater way. And I mean, there's so much to this and could go on for a long time about it, but just, he really didn't leave anything out. He really gave us this, this, just this imprint of, of, this way to live, this way He lived, and it wasn't complicated. It wasn't even elaborate. It was so simple that it confounded the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know. It was all about relationship. It just so confounded them, and that's what angered them so much was they couldn't enter into the simplicity of what He said and who He was because they had set up this establishment that was so complicated they they couldn't come in that childlike faith and that's that's what that looks like is when we realize how simple you know that completion of isaiah 61 is you know it's that day-by-day life that we choose with him amen yeah hallelujah (laughs) hey well we uh or it's very cold here, <laughs> so <Right>. we're, yeah. <laughs> we're going to probably uh, be bundled up today. But uh, we we hope that your Hanukkah season is full of just His light, the light that brings truth, that really lights the path to how simple it is to live in His sweetness and what He really promised to us this abundant goodness um just this prosperity that looks different than the worlds and sometimes we we choose the worlds instead of his and he's just always drawing us back and we uh, we're just really so expectant for all he has to say in this in this season and uh yeah so we've we've had some exciting things here we've just completed our... Uh, creative Collaborative I think that's what we named it but I don't remember now <laughs> uh, I think that's it yes, Creative Collaborative and so that's at, at Migdana uh, one of the properties that we have where the downstairs um, we have a worship room we have a room for movement we have a room for artists and a room for authors and those are all outfitted now and we can't wait to just Anytime we're there, see people creating and creating together. Like, that's the real heart of it, is creating together and just kind of unwrapping each other as things come forth. Okay.
1: Very exciting. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. Chag Sameach. Happy holiday. And we'll talk to you again very, very soon.